ஜன்னத்தின் அல்லதீனையும் <Sessizuk> இன்சான் then every insan's fingerprint itself will say how unique he is that no two people's fingerprint is the same and the small little fingerprint what a small area it is and in this very small area a very simple design there isn't very much different in the design of the fingerprint in itself everybody fingerprint to the naked eye might look almost the same just slight differences here and there but yet in the fine lines of it every person is unique and allah tbarak wa taala highlights this that this insan thinks that how will we resurrect him on the day of qiyamah once he has now been buried in the sand and he has turned to dust how will he be resurrected allah taala says let alone resurrect the rest of the insan his big limbs and organs bala qadirin ala an nusawwiya banana allah taala says we have that qudrat and that power to even bring back that fingerprint of his that finger tip that finger tip banana actually refers to the fingertip in that fingertip is that finger fingerprint even that fingerprint will be resurrected so the insan will be brought back on the day of qiyamah he will be resurrected and he would have to come and stand in front of allah tbaraka wa taala and give an account of his deeds give an account of everything whatever he thought in dunya was now long gone the words that he uttered he thought just flew away in the air the actions that he did he thought just got just written off but everything on the day of qiyamah will be back for him to answer for so allah tbaraka wa taala says we will even resurrect that fingertip and the fingerprint on it so this is this insan that allah taala has created every insan unique so unique in even this little small bit that fingerprint also is unique so obviously in other things also he'll be unique to a greater extent 
Among the things that each person is unique in, each one has his own temperament, each one has his likes, his dislikes, his preferences. Somebody prefers something cold, somebody prefers something hot. Somebody, it's slightly cloudy and they want to start wearing their jersey or jacket. And somebody even when it's snowing, that person is still feeling quite comfortable. He doesn't want to wear anything extra. So everybody is unique in so many different ways. Some things are close by, some things are very very close maybe. But each person is unique. Somebody has that kind of situation where he gets perhaps upset very quickly. Somebody takes a long time to get upset. If somebody gets upset quickly, he cools down very quickly also. And somebody gets upset after very long, but then after it takes it just as long to come right to. In fact, in one hadith sharif, Rasulullah gives this description. That the person who gets angry very late, meaning it takes him a long time to reach that point of anger. And he cools down very quickly, this is the best of the lot. And then is that person who, though he gets angry sometimes quickly, but he cools down quickly also. And then the last of the lot is the person who gets angry very quickly and takes very long to come right. So now, these are the different categories, different types of people. This actually is an encouragement to make ourselves of the first category. That a person now, he builds himself in such a way. All these things are to be built. There's an emotion, that emotion, the good emotion is to be built. Meaning the good the control over the emotions, that strength to control the emotions is to be built. Like a person builds his physical strength, so now there's so much of training involved, and so much of uh, work that is done, and then he pays some personal trainer to undergo the training, and to take him through the paces to build the physical self. So there is a training to undergo, and some effort to make, to build the inner self. And to build that control over the emotions. So in any case, insan is unique. Every person got his own temperament. Every person got his own likes and dislikes. Every person got his own uh, way in which he reacts to things. But then together with that, dunya is such that a person cannot live in isolation. He cannot be living on his own. He has to live with people. He has to live in a community live in a family. An odd person here and there might be able to just conduct his life in that manner, but life doesn't carry on like that normally. By and large, person is living among people, he's living in a family, he's living in a home, he's living in a community, he's working with people, he's interacting with people in the masjid, he's interacting with people out on the street, anywhere and everywhere there's some interaction with people. And now people have all different temperaments, different ways of conducting themselves. So now when there's such a diverse situation out there with everybody's own personality, own manner, how is this going to work? That despite all this, one very very great aspect that has to be maintained is the aspect of peace. These are all the issues, different people, 
different ways, different temperaments, different likes and dislikes. And with all that, the very great and important thing that is emphasized and highlighted is to maintain peace. How is this going to happen? That price of peace, in one hadith sharif, to understand it through that hadith sharif, where Rasulullah sallallahu says, he once asked the Sahaba a question, that should I not tell you something that is greater than salah, meaning nafil salah, fasting and sadaqah. So the Sahaba were very very eager to know. The Sahaba were always eager to take more in terms of ilm. When it came to dunya, they were ready to give everything away. When Rasulullah sallallahu called the Ansar to give them something. They said, no, no, give it to our Muhajirin brethren. We will not take anything, give it to them. Rasulullah said, for them is what Allah has decreed for them, this is I am giving you. When the time came to take dunya, they said, no, pass it on to somebody else. But to take deen, they were ever eager. They were never satiated with deen. And with the knowledge of deen. And with the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa so, when Nabi Wasallam asked them this question, they were obviously all ears, and they were extremely eager now to take, what is this? That something greater than all the nafil salah, sadaqah, fasting, how much can a person manage to do of these amal? Very great. Everything is limited. And Nabi Wasallam saying, greater than all this. So they replied, please do tell us. Nabi Wasallam replied and said, Islahu zatil bain. That making peace between two people. This peace. This is the, the value of that peace. That making peace between two people has a higher rank and position and greater reward than all the nafil salah, the nafil fast, all the sadaqah and charity running into millions, billions. All that put together, this is greater in rank. That's the price of peace. Can't pay it, it's priceless. So now on the one hand, everybody is diverse, got their own ways, everybody has got a different style. And now when all these people are going to now be interacting, so now somebody gets upset over something, somebody gets provoked over something else, somebody gets irritated over something, because it's not according to his preference. But at the same time, this peace has to be maintained. How does these two things, how do you join it? Where does it now fit into one another? What's going to be the thing that's going to make it happen? So Allah wa ta'ala has made, has blessed the ummah with something called akhlaq. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was made the perfect example of this akhlaq. وَإِنَّكَ لَا عَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ Allah ta'ala says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Declaring that you are on the peak of good akhlaq. So, how things will work smoothly? It'll only work smoothly on the path of akhlaq. Minus that akhlaq, and there'll be chaos. Take the akhlaq out of the equation, whether it is within the four walls of one home, whether it is in an extended family, whether it is in a community, whether it is in the workplace, 
Whether it is just with some stranger on the street. If somebody has to just drive in such a way that he cuts in front of somebody a little bit uh, badly. So that's wrong. What he did is wrong. But if there's no such thing like akhlaq, that will be enough to create a war. In the times of Jahiliyyad, there was one war that took place. That war was known as Harbul Basus. Basus actually refers to a chicken. Now the war of the chicken, that became the name of that war. That war was such that that war that sparked off between two tribes and then it built up from there. If a person had to now be on his deathbed and now he's in his last moments, so among the most important things to him would be to now make a wasiyat. Of what? Wasiyat, one is nasihat. Nasihat is advice. But that very, very emphasized advice which is given to a, at the time when a person is on his deathbed, that is called wasiyat. Because he's now saying something which will be, have to be carried out after his death. He's not going to be around at that time. So now he's making wasiyat. So now this person will make wasiyat that look, whatever you do in life, let that be, but make sure you continue with this war. You must carry on with this fight. And one generation after the other, this is how they would make wasiyat. Please continue with this fight. And how long it continued for? It continued for 120 years. 120 years this continued. 120 years over what? Now this is where that harbul basus. What happened was, one person's chicken, it crossed into the other person's land. And he started pecking something there. Now one person's chicken crossed into somebody else's land, in the neighboring yard, in the neighboring land, and he started pecking something. How much is that chicken going to be able to peck? The whole day you leave it also to peck around. How much will it peck? Tell anything. But the person in whose yard it crossed into, the person in whose land it crossed into, he took great offense over this. So now he came to fight with his neighbor. So now over that, this fight sparked off. And now when the two of them started fighting, so each one's family now got into the Josh as well. So this person's family came to support him, and this person's family came to support him. Now in that, Allah knows best what actually happened, how it then escalated from that point. Perhaps one person might have slapped the next person. So now, in retaliation, somebody else gave him two slaps. So when this person gave two slaps, so then... The retaliation might have been that half a dozen of them jumped on others. That war continued for 120 years. Over what? Over this one chicken crossing to the other person's land. Now that can only emerge out of a total lack of akhlaq. That a person saw something like this, and even if he had little bit akhlaq, let alone a high level of akhlaq, now one chicken crossed the land, what's the big deal about it? Don't even pay attention to it. If he had little bit of akhlaq also, that would have been the case. And if he had higher akhlaq, then he'd be able to digest much more. Yes, he'll address it then. He maybe go to the person and tell him, look, your animals are all crossing into my land. Please keep it within your fence. Whatever, he'll address it in a dignified manner. But when there's no akhlaq, 
Then even that small chicken, maybe that person, person's bird flew over and pecked one seed and went back. That too would become a war. Now this might sound very, very far-fetched for us. But in day-to-day life, if we consider and think about it, how often small things become big things simply because of a lack of akhlaq. Very small things, trivial things. Day-to-day life, trivial things. And if we had to sit down and write it down as somebody else's story, without our own name in it, or maybe somebody else had to write it back to us, this is what happened six months later after we forgot the incident. Six months later somebody had to write it down to us, one person. One person, this is what happened. And he got irritated over this particular aspect. Something that happened at home, something, whatever. And this is how he reacted. And these are the words that he started then using. And what do you think about him? And somebody has to write that back to us. Without the name of who the person is. And a few months later, after we forgot about it, that where this incident happened and who was involved. Who are the characters of this drama? And it is possible that we might say that this seems to be a really monster, what, what titles we might give the person. But then if the person after that fatwa that we write about this character, if he says that that character's name is so and so, our name comes there. Then we'll probably realize what, what was my conduct, how did I conduct myself over such a trivial matter, in such a manner that I re- reacted such kind of words are used. Is this the way that a mu'min conducts himself? Forget a mu'min, even basic insaniyat, humanity. That too requires that a person should not react in this manner. A mu'min is very far ahead. So when there is a lack of akhlaq, then this becomes the end result. And this is unfortunately, very very tragically, an everyday event. And every other day event. Here and there and everywhere. And every other day event, that something of such a trivial nature becomes such a major problem. So the thing that we have been given is akhlaq. And in the Quran Sharif, there are so many different places where this akhlaq is highlighted. In the hadith of Rasulullah this akhlaq is highlighted. In this ayat of the Quran Sharif, that was recited, Allah Ta'ala says, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَ السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ that hasten towards the maghfirat and the forgiveness of your Rabb and that jannat, the vastness of the breadth of which is the vastness of the heavens and earth. This has been prepared for who? Lil muttaqeen. Now the month of Ramadan is approaching. The month of Ramadan, the whole month we will be listening to taqwa. Before the month of Ramadan, during Ramadan, the lesson of taqwa. Allah Ta'ala is highlighting who are these muttaqeen. Taqwa is not confined to just a few things only. It's a complete package. Allah Ta'ala in this particular ayat mentions some aspects of the muttaqeen. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالْضَرَّاءِ They are those people who spend in ease and in adversity. There is nothing that holds them back whether it is prosperity or whether it is adversity. Every capacity, whatever they can, but they spend something in the path of Allah Ta'ala. The spending something in the path of Allah Ta'ala, it might seem very, very insignificant sometimes, that small little bit. But that small little bit is what sometimes becomes a very great benefit to one in dunya already, 
and in the akhirat is beyond imagination. In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, If you can save yourself from the fire of Jahannam by spending a piece of a date, let alone the whole date, a piece of a date, do that also. Meaning, if you only have that much, that might become your savior. If you have only that much that you can spare and spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala, don't shy away from it. Give that much. Because there's no, no show business in deen. In deen there's no show business that it has to be of a certain quantity and certain quality and certain style and certain value. Then only it's worthy of giving to somebody. And unfortunately because we have become so shackled in all these customary things, that is where the whole objective of so many things become defeated. For example, giving a hadiyah, giving a gift. The purpose of giving a gift to somebody is to build the bond of muhabbat. To build that muhabbat, that love, that affection, that friendship. But that will only happen when that is done with that ikhlas, with sincerity. And is done solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, solely in order for, to develop for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala that muhabbat, that bond. But now when all the customary things come in the way, that until it is not of a certain quality, certain manner, certain type, certain uh, quantity, then it's going to become a big story. Then it's going to become a talk of the town. This person gave this small little thing. This person came with such an old thing. And worse than that, this person came with nothing. So now if it is just in order to avoid being... Uh, that some people are going to talk about it that I came with nothing so I have to go with something that's not a gift that's just something to just save face so now the end result of that is that that itself creates a problem in some way or the other it will create a problem it might create a problem before it even reaches there that people around would say that you know you're such a miser you're giving such a small you say, well, I can only afford this I can only afford this no but you're looking like you know how what you before that gift even went to somebody else, in his own circle it becomes an issue, in his own home it becomes an issue. Because that purpose of the gift is lost. That hadiyah was supposed to be purely for muhabbat. So then it doesn't matter what it is, the very famous incident we've discussed many many times, about this one buzrug was going to see somebody else, he heard about some other person who was sick, some other buzrug who was sick, so he went to, was on his way to go and visit him. Because this is a very great ibadat, somebody who is sick, to go and visit the sick person. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that when a person goes to visit his sick, his fellow Muslim who is sick, then the angels call out. The angels call out to him, whether he can hear it or not is not the issue. Our yaqeen is on what Nabi Islam has told us. So we have more yaqeen on what he told us and what we can hear with our ears. That nadahu munadin, a caller from the heaven calls out. You have done an excellent thing. Your walking is excellent also. You've built yourself a palace in Jannat. And 70,000 angels make dua and maghfirat for him till the morning. He visited somebody sick in the evening. 70,000 angels make dua and maghfirat for him till the morning. In the morning he made iadat of somebody, visited some sick person till the evening. 70,000 angels make dua maqfirat for him. Now these are the niyats, these are the intentions to make when visiting some sick person. 
Not just that if I don't go to visit him, then he says this person didn't come. So now I have to go. So out of just saving face, I have to go. Then that whole, such a great amal has been just destroyed. All the reward and the benefit that could have been achieved, such great benefit, the dua of 70,000 angels all got lost. So, this Buzruk was going to visit the other Buzruk, on the way it occurred to him that I should have taken some hadiyah also. I should have taken some thing to give as a gift. So he, on the way, the twigs that were lying around, he picked it up, bundled it. It's all lying around for anybody to pick up. He bundled it and took it along. And then when he reached there, he presented this gift also. When he presented this gift, it didn't occur to him that this person is going to see this bundle of twigs, which would have been used now for lighting a fire, cooking some food or whatever, heating something, because that's what the fuel. But it didn't occur to him that this is such a minor thing, such a, just out of the streets. He did it for Allah Ta'ala. That was what was available to him at that time. What was available, he presented. But that person, because this was presented with such ikhlas, he called his khadim. He told him, look, this bundle of this little sticks, you take it and keep it aside. Don't use this now. When I pass away, the water of my ghusl will have to be heated. Use these sticks, light the fire with these sticks. And heat the water of my ghusl, for my ghusl with these sticks. I have hope in Allah Ta'ala with the barakat of this, my maghfirat will get made. This has been presented with such ikhlas, I have hope in Allah Ta'ala that the barakat of this, my maghfirat will get made. So, this akhlaq, we are talking about this akhlaq, that when akhlaq will be missing, then there will be chaos. There will be chaos in one home also, there will be chaos in a family, there will be chaos in society, everywhere there will be chaos. Small, small things will become big things. But if there's akhlaq, then that's what maintains the peace. So Allah Ta'ala in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif then gives us one very important part of this akhlaq. That this muttaqeen, who are these muttaqeen? الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّى وَالضَّرَّى And then وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ They are those who suppress their anger. They are those who suppress their anger. The suppressing of anger, if a person has learned to do this, then inshallah he'll be safe from maybe 95% of problems. Meaning things that could have become a bigger problem, he'll become a small problem. Things that need to be addressed will be addressed. But all the unnecessary things will be cut out. Things that now he'll regret about tomorrow. Things that he'll blurt out in a moment of anger and then now he won't know how to retract it. And the damage that that will cause, that sometimes might not be able to be undone also. This is every day issue unfortunately. Every day something or the other comes up, where somebody now blurted something in anger, did something in anger, and now the damage is so deep that you can't undo it. So this is such a lesson that it just cannot be overemphasized. Allah Ta'ala is giving us this lesson in the Quran Sharif. وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ those who suppress their anger. Hazrat Mawashaf Ali Thani who was Mujaddidul Millat, Hakimul Ummat, who had been a means of guiding thousands and thousands of people to acquire their Islah, who taught all the 
the, the way of being past all the obstacles. A person who's been through the mill and who's seen how people have progressed, who fell, how they fell, what caused their fall, and who helped thousands of people traverse this path, now he is giving this advice. He's saying a person wants to make his Islah. Islah ka pehla kadam. The first step of Islah is bringing anger under control. The first step of Islah is to bring anger under control. If that anger is under control, now many other things will fall into place. And if that anger is not under control, the person will progress in so many things and that anger will just disrupt everything again. He'll do so many good things and before he knows it, in that anger he said things, did things, everything is back to square one. So this is the reason why the Mashaikh previously used to put people through their faces to test them, to see how much of this anger has come right. This one Buzrug, the person that attendant of his, that Khadim, is fanning him with the hand fan. That hand fan, in those days, that no electricity, that hand fan was used. So now this person is fanning him. So he says to him that, it seems like you got no life in your hand. So weakly you are fanning me. So this person started fanning a bit more faster. When he started fanning him faster, he said, it seems like you will blow me away now. So now, first he said, you got no life in your hand. Now when he now started fanning faster, he said, now you'll blow me away. So this person, under his breath, he just mumbled something. Under his breath, he mumbled something. Either bane, na udar bane. Neither is this good enough, nor is that good enough. But now he wasn't aware at that time that all this is actually a test. This is not just that he's saying it for the sake of now, you know, he got nothing to say. This was very calculated. It was very calculated, very deliberate. And he was very closely watching him for the reaction. Now as soon as he muttered this, he was watching for the reaction, so he heard it. Though it was not meant to be heard, but now he was paying attention for that. This was a calculated thing. When he did that, he told him, see you this fan, take it and keep it here, and now you get out of here. Now if it was us, we'd say what this person thinks is the only sheikh in the whole town. This whole country, it seems like nobody else is around. There are plenty of other people around. If you think you are the only person around, you can keep your fan also and keep everything. I can go somewhere else. But these are not that kind of people. These are people who had an objective in mind. They knew what they came for. And they were true in their commitment. They were sincere. So he didn't disappear. He went out because he had to leave, but from there carried on begging to be allowed to come back and seeking forgiveness. And then eventually this was just, just a manner of teaching him a lesson. It was not anything personal. So when it was perceived that this person learned his lesson now, he said, okay, by all means, please come back. What was the whole lesson? That you are now serving somebody who you regard as very senior to you, you regard as your benefactor in so many ways you regard him to be somebody who you hold in high esteem so all these things are in his place but he put you through on small test you couldn't take it some little inconvenience from him you got upset now when you're going to deal with the people out there how are you going to conduct yourself there 
you hold somebody in so high esteem and yet something little bit against your temperament that triggered you off. Tomorrow when you're going to be out there with people, you're going to be with a family, you're going to be with a wife, you're going to be with children, you're going to be with people in society, then how are you going to react? So this was the lesson. This was the way people were put through their paces. So Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala is giving us that lesson. That al-kazimeen al-ghayz, these people who are the muttaqeen, they suppress their anger. Suppressing anger is what is being spoken about because anger coming in a person is natural. It's part of human nature. But the strong person is the one who can suppress it. لَيْسَ الشَّدِيدُ بِالسُرْعَةِ Nabi Islam says, a strong person is not one who can wrestle others down. A strong person is the person who has emotional strength. إِنَّمَا الشَّدِيدُ الَّذِي يَمْلِكُ نَفْسَهُ عِنْدَ الْغَضَبِ Strong person is the one who can control himself at the time of anger. Control his words, control his actions, control his reactions. He thinks first, he thinks again, then he deals with the matter in a very dignified manner. Then even if there is some need for some kind of reprimand, some need for even sometimes punishment for a child, whatever, it's not done in anger. It's done to the extent that is necessary for the proper reasons, not just to vent anger. Just to vent anger, Allah forbid, that that will become zulm. A person does something, just venting anger, he'll cross the line. He'll cross the line, he'll become guilty of zulm. And that zulm, a zulm zulumatun yawm al-qiyamah. That zulm is darknesses on the day of qiyamah. So Nabi Allah Ta'ala is giving us in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ Akhlaq. That one is, suppressing the anger. Then, person says, but this was done repeatedly, this is wrong. Yes. Hazrat Mawla Iyas he was once sitting and the khadim of his came, Hazrat Sheikh Mawla his khadim came and he did something and he heard in something, whatever it might have been. But Sheikh but upset about it. And he said to him that how many times must I keep bearing your difficulties? How much must I keep bearing all your problems? Every time you're doing something upside down. So his senior was his mom, Muhammad Ilyas who was his uncle, the reviver of Tabligh. So he was sitting also in the same place there. So he leant over and quietly he said in Hazrat Sheikh Ramtulali's ears, that you carry on overlooking this as many times as you want your issues to get overlooked on the day of Qiyamah. How many issues you want of yours to get overlooked on the day of Qiyamah, you overlook his. Now this was a lesson that he was just giving him, that yes, mistakes happen, it doesn't mean that that mistake must not be corrected. But, in trivial things, day-to-day things, it will be corrected, but overlooked. That mustn't become an issue in life. Some people learn it quickly, some people take long to learn. And all the time it is for us to reflect how many times have we recurred in doing things that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. And Allah Ta'ala has given us so much of respite. Allah Ta'ala has given us so much of leeway. If Allah Ta'ala had taken us to task as soon as we did something wrong, or if not the first time, the second time, if not the second time, the third time, 
What will be our condition? Where will we be? So Allah Ta'ala has given us so much of respite. We also give respite to the servants of Allah Ta'ala. So, and they forgive. They overlook. And then not, not finishing on that. Allah Ta'ala says, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. Allah Ta'ala loves those who make ihsan. Somebody else did something which hurt them. They in turn do good to them. Silman qata'ak wa'afu amman zalamak wa'ahsin ila man asa'a ilayk. This is something to inscribe on the heart. This hadith sharif, something to inscribe on the heart. Where Rasulullah says, Silman qata'ak. Join ties with the one who cuts off ties from you. وَعَفُ عَمَّنْ ظَلَمَكْ Forgive the one who has oppressed you. وَأَحْسِنْ إِلَى مَنْ أَسَاءَ إِلَيْكَ Give good treatment to the one who has given you ill treatment. Somebody has given you ill treatment, you return it with good treatment. That peace that is the desired thing, that is the, this is the way to acquire it. And the person who benefits great, most from that peace is ourselves. Because if we are at peace with others, then we are the ones that are benefiting most. And if we are in all the time in some issue with somebody else, so today it's with this person, tomorrow with that person, the next with that person, but all that weight is on us. So this is the way to conduct ourselves, this is a very great wealth that Allah Ta'ala has blessed this Ummah with, which Rasulullah has given this great virtue for, which he himself was the greatest example for, the aspect of akhlaq. The most perfect mu'min, the Prophet says, is the one with the best akhlaq. This is what we have to develop. MashaAllah, whatever the amal a person does, his salah, zakat, fasting, hajj, all this has to happen. There cannot be any compromise on these things. Staying away from haram, all this is fundamentally important. Together with that, akhlaq. And akhlaq takes a person to that point where all the nafil ibadat also cannot manage to take a person that high. Akhlaq takes him to that level. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, give us a tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala bless us with the best of akhlaq and make us follow in the Mubarak footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam make zikr for a few minutes and then make dua inshallah report in the hadith sharif the person recites la ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of qiyamah what this means that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of righteous actions and grant him the tawfiq of staying away from sin this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. Therefore, inshallah, we should try to make a daily practice of this in our time and space. We try to complete one tasbih of this kalima, la ilaha illallah. And with this in mind, when saying la ilaha, all the ghayrullah, all the things that are a barrier between us and Allah Ta'ala, all the sins, the vices, the illicit things, whatever evils, all this we have taken out of our hearts and thrown it out. And illallah, this is the love of Allah Ta'ala that is settling in our hearts. Decide the Rajari. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ جَزَ اللَّهُ عَنَّا نَبِيَّنَا مُحَمَّدًا صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِمَا هُوَ أَهْنُ
دل میں راہ ہو جائے ایک میدان ہوں تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفسو شیپا دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار نامہ سیاہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 
واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم الف بين قلوبنا اللهم الف بين قلوبنا واصلح ذات بيننا واهدنا سبل السلام ونجنا من الظلمات الى النور وجنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وبارك لنا في اسماعنا وابصارنا وقلوبنا وذرياتنا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم واجعلنا شاكرين لنعمتك مسنين بها قابليها واتمها علينا اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى اله العالمين يا الله اومس مرسل الله اومس غريشس موس كايند موس لافين الله اله العالمين يا الله فوجيف اس يا الله فوجيف اول اور ميجر ماينس سنز يا الله اله العالمين فوجيف وات وي ديد ديليبرتلي اند مستيكنلي يا الله اله العالمين يا الله الا ديسبايت اول يور كاونتليس نعمتس اند باونتيز يا الله وي هاف بين سو ان غريتفول يا الله وي هاف بين سينينج سو بليتنتلي يا الله سو كيلسلي يا الله so heedlessly allah but you have been so tolerant ya allah you have given us so much of respect ya allah ya allah you've not blinded us due to our sins ya allah you've not made us deaf due to the sins of the ears ya allah you've not made us dumb due to the sins of the tongue ya allah you've not paralyzed our hands and feet ya allah ya allah you have full qudrat ya allah in one ya allah millisecond ya allah ya allah you could have completely paralyzed us ya allah but you've given us so much of respect ya allah ya allah we make shukr for this great favor of yours ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah You grant us the tawfiq of staying away from every vice and sin, Ya Allah. You protect us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Protect us from the sins of the eyes and ears, Ya Allah. Protect us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. From the every single limb, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Make us your obedient and servant, Ya Allah, loyal servant, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us completely subservient to you, Ya Allah. Make us completely loyal to you, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our five times salah with jamaah, Ya Allah. Enable us to fulfill all the obligations of deen, Ya Allah. Enable us to stay away from every sin and vice, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Enable us to live the mubarak life of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, bless us with this beautiful akhlaq, Ya Allah. Bless us with this beautiful mu'asharat, Ya Allah. Bless us with this beautiful mu'amalat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, make us complete and perfect believers, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us such that on the day of qiyamah, Ya Allah, you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. We are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, make us such, Ya Allah, that Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is pleased to see us, Ya Allah. That he embraces us on that day, Ya Allah. He grants us the mubarak water of kawsar with his mubarak hand, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from that situation that Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, sees us and he chases us away, Ya Allah. That you are the person who, Ya Allah, if he has to say to us, that despite all the sacrifices that are made to get deen to you, but yet you turned your back onto my way, you turned your back onto my akhlaq, you trampled my sunnahs, Ya Allah, what answer we'll have on that day, Ya Allah? Who will save us if Rasulullah rejects us, Ya Allah? Ilahu al-alamin, you save us from that great disgrace of that day, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, make us the true ummatis of Rasulullah wasallam. Enable us to follow in his mubarak footsteps, Ya Allah. Enable us to adopt his beautiful akhlaq, Ya Allah. Enable us to live his mubarak sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. All those are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every taste of their ailments, Ya Allah. Those are in financial difficulties, remove 
it with afiyat, ya Allah. Whatever anxieties, worries, depression, hardships people are suffering, Allah, remove it with afiyat, ya Allah. Fill the hearts with sukoon and itminan, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. All those who have passed away from our families throughout the ummah, ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, ya Allah. Surround them the high stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who are living, ya Allah, give barkat in their lives, barkat in their health. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Enable us to earn jannah through service to them, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, those of our parents who have passed away, ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill their qabars with nur, ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, ya Allah. Surround them the high stages in the ala ilihin, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Our time is coming as well, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us a tawfiq of preparing, ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of being forever prepared, ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, ya Allah. Take us on imane kamil, ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us, ya Allah. Grant us a shafat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are not capable of, ya Allah, bearing the fire of jahannam for a millisecond also, ya Allah. Ya Allah, we can't bear the heat of the sun in dunya, ya Allah. Where we are going to be able to bear the heat of jahannam, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from that azab, ya Allah. Save us from the azab of the qabr, ya Allah. Save us from the azab of qiyamah, ya Allah. Save us from the azab of jahannam, ya Allah. Give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. All the work of deen, ya Allah, accept it, ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, the upcoming ishtima, accept it, ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat for the entire ummah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make it a means of every khair and afiyat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. All those who have raised their hands to this dua, all those who asked us to make dua for them, Ilahul alamin, all those who are wishing that we make dua for them, Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, ya Allah. Grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, our greatest need is to become yours, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make us yours, ya Allah. You become ours, ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are most dirty, ya Allah. We are most filthy, ya Allah. Ya Allah, we don't deserve anything, ya Allah. Ya Allah, but that mother, ya Allah, you have put that, ya Allah, that mercy in her heart, ya Allah. You have put that compassion in her heart, ya Allah. That her dirty child also, she picks him up, ya Allah. She cleans that dirty child, ya Allah. And she takes that child to her bosom, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, that mercy and that compassion in that mother is because you have placed it there, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are arhamur rahimeen, ya Allah. You are the most merciful, ya Allah. You are the one that has granted mercy, ya Allah. You are the one who has placed mercy on earth, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, despite our dirt and filth, ya Allah. Despite being the most filthy walking on your earth, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, you wash our sins off, ya Allah. You wash our filth off, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you take us in the bosom of your rahmat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you take us in your kindness, ya Allah. You take us into your compassion, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, you make us yours, ya Allah. Despite not deserving anything, ya Allah. But you are most kareem, ya Allah. Kareem is that being who gives those who don't deserve, ya Allah. You are akramul akrameen, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, we are the greatest sinners, ya Allah. But you are the most merciful, ya Allah. You are the most forgiving, ya Allah. Forgive us, ya Allah. Take us into your mercy, ya Allah. Make our dunya for us, ya Allah. Most of all, make our akhirat for us, ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the difficulties of dunya, ya Allah. Save us from the difficulties of qabr, ya Allah. Save us from the difficulties of akhirat, ya Allah. Grant us jannatul firdaus without any takini, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Whatever we have asked for, ya Allah, grant us that as well, ya Allah. What we have not asked for and should have asked for it, ya Allah. Without asking, grant it to us, ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم 
ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين